0: This is Redden ATL coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, Sports Talk. Eugene Morton coming to you via iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify. Today, Eugene, we're going to talk about some NFL free agency. And I think that's all we're going to be talking about until the actual draft. It's only free agent talk. But thankfully... This has been an active free agent season. It's been a nice one. So let's get into these wide receivers here. Because that's all of these sexy picks. Or the sexy free agency moves. Because I don't think there's not much quarterback mobility here. Nope. Um, Justin Houston did just go to the Colts, I want to say. That was pretty impressive. Um, the Raiders have made some good moves. And of course the Browns have seemed to be making all the moves what do you think about obj because we'll start here with the browns i guess and shout out to the browns in general i have a friend of mine he's a browns fan and i'm going to miss being able to make fun of him (laughs) all the years that i have Uh, last year we had a a ongoing bet the beginning of the year i was just like you know what I'm going big this year. I'm just uh, going to bet against you guys every game. I'm not even <laughs> going to look at it. I'm just going to bet against you every single game. Yeah. Needless to say, Eugene, I did not take that this year. No, and I, I don't think I'm going to take it as I'm looking at these moves take shape.
1: Yeah. No, they're going to be really exciting, and and the great thing is, look, they got they got OBJ for not pretty much nothing if you look at. Is it. that the third and the fifth? Yeah, a third round. Yeah. The Browns Browns give up oh sorry, they give up their twenty nineteen number one.
0: Oh, so that was not the third was who was the third and the fifth? Was that Antonio that Brown? That was Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown's the third and the fifth, and Steelers basically just gave him away.
1: Yeah, so Browns give up okay. number their number one, which is seventeenth overall. Browns and also give up one, their overall. third rounder. Okay. And they give up uh their safety um, um probably a butcher's name, uh Jarbil Peppers. Jarbil Peppers. Yep. So yeah. Didn't give up a lot. Looking to make
0: over for that landing Collins move. Mm. Okay, so you like the
1: who won that? Oh well, the Browns definitely won it. That it's, wasn't even a discussion. I mean, huh? the person who loses this is uh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's gonna have to. <laughs> he's got to go against lines <laughs> of nine, nine nine people, <laughs> nine men, <laughs> fronts. Nine men in front. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Oh, man, that's that's horrible. You get those dump dump passes over the middle by Eli and get hammered at the line. So, yeah, good, good, good job there. So OBJ, <laughs>
0: 1052 yards. He played 12 games, six, touch, six touches, yep. touchdowns mm-hmm. and 77 receptions. Um, I agree. A lot of times the team that loses a superstar, it's hard for them to win a trade unless that superstar falls off the face of the earth or unless you're named the Patriots and that player was never a superstar anyway. They just made you look like a superstar. Yeah. So a lot of teams don't have that same kind of luck. We'll see what happens here. And especially if the giants don't get better, you can mitigate this damage from a public perspective by winning games. So if a team loses a player like OBJ, Mm -hmm. but then they're better than they were last year. Right. The fans tend to look at that as a net positive. Okay, right. we lost, we lost our great marquee guy, but we're better. So you need something like that to happen uh, with the Giants for in order for them to make this trade make sense for them. What about the AB trade? Which one do you like better? That's that's a better question. I, AB the AB or the OBJ?
1: I like OBJ just because to I to the feel Browns because like, I, I feel like he's going to a better quarterback. So
0: you like Mayfield more than you like. I just lie, evidently you like oh, Mayfield more Eli's than you horrible. like
1: David, uh, Derek Carr. I I don't I don't trust Derek Carr. I just I don't I'm, really I don't know something Why is about that? him. It just I don't. Well,
0: he did have uh, get a decent sized contract after pretty much only one break. After one, yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, I I think he's good. I don't. I I, just, I see. I, I I wonder if that's all we're gonna get. I wonder if this is if this is his ceiling. Like hmm. he's think he's gonna be maybe in that that eli manning camp he's gonna be serviceable for a number of years but he's not gonna be great maybe Mm -hmm. so i wonder if he's gonna be like that i just with baker i feel like you see that that potential like he's gonna have that bigger upside for just from from the first year i know i'm going small sample size but
0: so you like the obj situation purely because you like the quarterback better i like the quarterback
1: better yeah because he's going he's going i think from a you know a quarterback who who couldn't even throw it to him to Baker who can't get it to the get the ball to him
0: what were his stats you have your stats for Baker and Eli i do it's not so even don't talk about it's not the statistician even, eugene morton it's
1: not even well here it is so here's the thing too remember so baker had 13 games started okay he
0: passed for 3700
1: yards 3725 3725 27
0: touchdowns 27 27 touchdowns 27
1: touchdowns 14 interceptions.
0: Mm, high. But still close to two to one ratio, not bad.
1: Had a QB rate of
0: 93.7. 93.7,
1: okay. So now, Mr. Eli.
0: Mhm.
1: He played all 16, right? Played all 16 games. Okay. 4299 right. for yardage. 21 touchdowns. Mhm. 11 interceptions mm-hmm. and their QB rating is about it's about the same,
0: 92.4. 92.4.
1: So not a much better
0: quarterback, just a much better upside more than likely. Right. Even still for a rookie, twenty seven touches is impressive. Thirty seven hundred yards, three less games than Eli. You can argue that he probably would have got there to
1: by being over four thousand definitely if he had played all the games. Right. And and Baker can throw the field down can throw the ball downfield. He mm-hmm. can go vertical as Eli cannot anymore, or not like not like he used to, or I mean he was never like a huge down the down the field thrower anyway. What was it? I wonder what their records were. Hmm. You know what? I will have to
0: dig a little bit deeper into that and see. Cause the thing is with Baker is, he did bring the Browns back to relevance mm-hmm. where the giants were kind of like the status quo, even though Eli's numbers, they're not for everybody to want to just throw Eli out out of here. He did pass over 4,000 yards. Um, his touchdown-to-interception ratio is not upside down at all. It's still very close to 2-to-1 on his touchdown-to-interception ratio. The same way it is with Baker's touchdown-to-interception ratio. Both of them are about 2-to-1. About
1: they are. But like I said, it just, I, if it's, I think it's different. You're throwing screen passes to Saquon. Saquon, and he's right. running down the field. It <laughs> looks really good.
0: You throw a two-yard pass, yeah, it goes for 90
1: yards. Yeah, it's a little different where you've got... Uh, Baker just every day after or every Sunday after Sunday making just highlights. After. Great place, yeah. Accurate too. Very yeah, it's good accurate arm. And so I'm excited to see what Odell, what those two. Did you have play. their percentage there for Who's, for their accuracy, like the pass percentage? No, their passing percentage. So let's see. So bah, bah, bah. so Eli was a sixty sixty six percent, and and Baker was sixty three. Okay so Eli look him out more accurate.
0: Okay, over a longer period of time. It's closer than it looks like. I would definitely concede though that one Baker's more exciting to watch. When you're decent when you're a decent quarterback, sometimes is and we run into this issue with Matt Ryan and this is no defense of Eli. However, it is something that I see with quarterbacks that are decent quarterbacks they can get hammered. And then you look at their numbers and they're not as terrible as they're getting hammered for. Yeah. When you look at their numbers. Yeah. You have here in Atlanta, people like get Maddie ice out of here. And you know how much I hate that. I And Just, we don't have enough time for me to go on my Matt, <laughs> I, my Matt Ryan um, rant, which I had to go on with a coworker who tried to say that Eli was, was better than him. And I had to Ugh. put him in his statistical place there, you know, which I love to do, but Maddie consistently puts up great numbers and it, Usually leads to wins. No, he's not like the Kirk Cousins where you're and putting up a, great stats, and but your teams aren't having success.
1: Right, and Matty Ice is a lot more accurate passer than, much better accurate passer than I would, than I would say Eli is. So, um, I mean,
0: 66% is not bad, though. That's not a bad rate. You know, if you're over, I like a quarterback that's even over. If you're over around 65 and over, I'm going to say you're decent. You're, I don't know what the Aaron Rodgers of the world are throwing for you. Drew Brees is there. Kind of outliers, but I can go for that. So do you think the giants are in rebuild mode?
1: I don't know what they are in. I mean, I don't know why you sign Odell to this, that contract like less was it, last, last season mm-hmm. and you trade them. I, I don't understand that. Okay. So, th- I mean, I thought you were in rebuild or, or maybe doing like a makeshift rebuild, all right. Like sign guys. I mean, cause I, other than obviously they need a they need to a quarterback and they can get that in the draft. I just didn't. Do you think they're going to actually get a quarterback in the draft? I think they are. They, I think the, the, the consensus yeah, what was that Haskins. Uh, yes. That's, that seems to be the consensus pick. Okay. But they need to start. I mean, they got to look at somebody now. I mean, Eli's oh. going
0: to be starting. Eli's running out there next year, and when I look at the numbers, I can't say that, I can't even argue that he shouldn't start next year. Like if you have, if you put another quarterback that's not Eli, and you say they had 40 uh, 4,299 yards, twenty one touchdowns to eleven to, to uh, eleven interceptions, you would hope that those interceptions are lower. But that a ninety two quarterback rating, sixty six percent pass completion percentage. That's not a bad number. i like, look at those numbers. Those stats don't strike me as being bad stats.
1: They're not, but you gotta watch. If you watch them, That's it doesn't the, look good. It doesn't look good. That's does a not. thing.
0: Now it I that I will definitely tell you. The eye test is yeah. where he's is where Eli is <laughs> passing with a B on the stat test and damn near failing the eye test. I test. You're like <laughs> You're like Wow, How is he still playing? You watch him sometimes. <laughs> right. But they make us like he shouldn't even be out here. He had over 4000 yards. It's yeah. like you're not even an NFL quarterback. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. OK. We're going to move on here. Regin ATL, Eugene Morton sports talk. We're going to talk about the Nick Foles to the Jaguars situation. What do you like about that? do you like that situation at all? As a <laughs> matter of fact,
1: it doesn't really even matter. I mean, the only way, the only way I can like that is if they, if they use Nick bold, how Philadelphia used them. If they, if they sit him down and go, Nick, what do you do best? What, what in this playbook can you do? And mm-hmm. rather than throw a playbook at him and say, cause I think that's what Philadelphia did. They didn't, they didn't look, they didn't, they did a totally different from Carson Wentz. They went to Nick and said, "What can you do?" So if, if Jacksonville takes that approach, because I think he's a good quarterback, right? But you got to do what he does well, which he, is uh, he's he's definitely good at those kind of those over the throw over the shoulder kind of catch guy, kind of passes. Like he's really good at those. Like mm-hmm. he's he's really he's good he's accurate. But again, if you're expecting him to, I don't know do some crazy two minute drill and, and just, uh, you know, just kind of be like that Peyton Manning type of quarterback. I think you're looking for the wrong person. I think he's a step up from Blake Bortles. But again, I think you have to sit him down with your offensive coordinator and say, let's pick the things that you're good at
0: and try to structure and
1: structure that the playbook around that versus, you know, uh, like Shanahan, like he's, Shannon Hank could do that. He could come in here to Atlanta and do that with Maddie ice. Cause Maddie ice is, he he's, he's talented to do that. He could, you can throw different offenses at him and he's going to figure it. He's going to figure out a way to get the ball to the guy. I think you have to shorten your playbook with, with Nick Foles.
0: Well, I think that Nick Foles is a great player in Philly. I just have to see him do it outside of Philly. I just have to see, cause he went to, where did he, where was he at before? He was with he was started with Philly, great when Andy Reid was here, right? I want to say. Yeah, remember was here. he started. He was started. It was great too. It was great, and then he went to the Rams. I want to say, St. Louis, and wasn't that great? Comes back to Philly, has the great resurgence. Like his second half, it's like a movie, man. And like his, he said he was on the verge of retiring. you yeah. all this other
1: stuff, and then Super Bowl MVP. Had probably one of the best Super Bowls. He, right. He did and, win Super Bowl MVP that year, right? I believe he did. Right. Yeah, I don't think anybody else could have won Super Bowl MVP other than him. Right. I say if you're beating the Patriots and you're the quarterback, you're winning the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it. I'm calling it. So he's so that being
0: said, I just have to see him do it outside of Philly. He has all the intangibles of a great quarterback. He's, got, he's accurate. He's got the size. He's got the now the experience at the highest level. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of proving that you can do it outside of the state of Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. I mean the good thing he's going to a Jacksonville team that has a good defense. They've got um hopefully their running back situation they could kind of turn around there. And think I and I can't think of the receivers but I know he's got a couple of good. I know he's got some good receivers over there. And Jacksonville? Yeah. I don't even know their receivers man. I mean I think they got some serviceable receivers. I don't think they have any superstars, but he's got some guys he can throw to. Like mean, I don't, I can't remember like even with Philadelphia, I don't think they had any superstar receivers, but they had good receivers type of thing. So
0: do you think that it's the best move made by, cause there's not a lot of quarterbacks making moves. We talked about it in another show, Case Keenan going to the Redskins and Joe Flacco going to Denver. There weren't many quarterbacks exchanging teams and that doesn't really tend to happen anyway. no, so do you think it's the best quarterback move? It's the, I
1: mean, other than, other than Cause Tannehill did, moved to Tennessee, I want to say, well, yeah, he's going to be backing up Mariota probably. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, other than, other than Josh Rosen, I mean, that, that depends on what they're going to do. If they're going to
0: kind of seeing where he lands, right? Th-
1: yeah. And if they're going to, if they're going to draft, um, Kyle Murray, number one, we'll have to see what well, that's seems to be. Und- again, the consensus, I would, I would personally love to see that just a thing. It'd be entertaining. But but again, I think he's more suitable to go to like the Patriots or like San Diego and sit behind those guys for a couple of years because he's on that rookie contract. So just have him sit behind and learn for the next couple of years.
0: So what about Teddy Bridgewater deciding to stay in New Orleans? That's a smart move. by that.
1: I like that. Smart move by New Orleans.
0: Really? Yeah. Is it a smart move by Teddy though? They, originally I was thinking that he might go to Miami or something.
1: I thought so, but I mean – why leave that good situation? Why leave a good team? I mean, they're going to, even after, so he, Drew, you know, he may, we'll see what happens next year, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I would rather stay on a good team.
0: I would too. I mean, I would I mean too. personally,
1: I mean, why and would I? You
0: can sit behind Drew and Drew's not going to be there forever. No. it gives you a chance to probably get back in the game and have a resurgence of your set because he came in and was... Playing great with Minnesota, had the injury, gave them hope. Had an injury, never regained the starting job there. Moves down to the Saints, and I don't think he, I don't even know if he was on the Saints last year or if he was on on Minnesota last year. I'm not sure. No, he's he was
1: with the Saints last year because he just resigned with the Saints. This so year.
0: did he go straight from Minnesota to the Saints? I, or did it was it Minnesota, the Jets, and Saints, or something like that? I'm, I, I'm not sure. I, I think it went. was that
1: kind of that. I think that's the career directory right there. But yeah, I I but like. But he's got him. an opportunity for a starting job though. Yeah, if he and so he just plays, plays his th- cards right. Plays his cards right. Who knows with Drew Brees? You know, because we saw, you know, he can't throw. He he's he another one that can't throw downfield anymore. And teams have figured that out due to the Cowboys. So what they're doing is like, hey, I don't have to send my they safety. They were a different team, man. Yeah. After that, yeah, situation. teams figured out. Like, oh, he's not throwing downfield. Let's pack our safety into the middle of the field. Let's pack all our linebackers in, make him throw the short short balls and really contest those short balls. Cause he, he was not throwing vertical anymore.
0: So what do you think about Le'Veon to the jets? Was that the
1: best free agent move of all the free agent moves made for Le'Veon? No, Le'Veon should have just, Le'Veon should have signed the, should have signed the franchise tag. That's what
0: everybody's saying because of the 14 million he can never get back. Yeah. He never get that back. So, and and I get that. And what was his contract to the jets? It was, Thirty was it? Thirty so you're, guaranteed?
1: Yeah, so four year, fifty two million dollar deal, which we know it's never going to work, never going to last. He's twenty seven years old. So I think he might get million, to see three years of that. though. Thirty five million. So okay, so let's just say for we'll say it's thirty five. Mm-hmm. So it's thirty five divided by three. That's eleven point six million dollars. Okay. So if he if he makes so if he makes let's just say theoretically theoretically he makes the four year that's thirteen point one two five million. Okay. He turned down the fourteen and a half million franchise tag. He also turned down a deal in the twenty-seven in the twenty seventh that came to speak the twenty seventeen season. He turned down a deal, a three year deal, with an average of thirteen million a dollars a year. What was the guarantee on that? You know, I don't know what the guarantee was going to be on that. Probably, so, probably something similar.
0: So, when you're Le'Veon, I can see both sides of this and. This is 100% honest here. I can see both sides of this situation just looking at it on the surface because I can see where people say, listen, you should have went and got the 14.5 and then you could have still got this deal, right? And then you have this deal plus 14.5 that you made. But his usage rate was high. If he had been out there for the Steelers, the usage rate would increase even more probably. Right. Because yep. they were like, hey, listen, we we're don't know if he's gonna be here yep. next year. So we're gonna try to get every single drop out of the tank. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. I can see right? that argument
0: too. Fourteen five is what you're looking at. And to a lot of people, they're going fourteen five plus was it thirty, you said guaranteed? Uh for thirty-five contra- Thirty five guaranteed. Thirty-five for his new contract, yep. right? Mm-hmm. There, that's how a lot of the public is looking at this. Fourteen five plus the thing you could you had an opportunity to make fifty million in a two year span. That's what that's the the consensus. way you can look at it from Le'Veon's perspective is I could have got injured in the thirty five. Might not I might have been Le'Veon's looking at I made thirty five million instead of fourteen five. Yeah, that's his perspective. Right. You know. Now you'll never know of which of how it could have turned out right. because he didn't play. So you'll never know how it could have turned out. The 35 is is decent or is very good for a guarantee, actually, for what he was, you know, for for Le'Veon Bell, I guess. And I'm not sure if it's what he's looking for, but I'm not sure if if a contract is ever what a player is looking for most of the time. So I think it's 35 is fair. From Le'Veon's perspective, I don't think he has anything to be upset about. You know, you made a decision. You came out of this decision with $35 million. It is more than your fourteen five, and maybe the Steelers situation. I want to look into his previous contract that got offered by the Steelers to see what the guarantee portion was there. And I would imagine that that was probably the point of contention there as to why he didn't want to sign that contract. But I would need more specifics to well, say his, that. Definitively. Up.
1: His mom did tell him to sign the contract too. Just an FYI. sign a Steelers contract. Yeah, sign that. To see his mom even said you need to see sign that contract. So. I would imagine <laughs> she would because that's a safe. It's a safe thing, right? Yeah. I
0: know, and right. parents will uh, tell you to take the safe right. route. Like right. a lot of parents, like your your daughter comes to you and decides she wants to take underwater basket weaving because she saw it on YouTube and there's an underwater basket weaver on YouTube who's got millions of followers and they make a lot of money. And you say, listen, there's also a law school you can go to, and I would really <laughs> recommend you. Go to that school and and do that just because it's safer. Right right. now, she doesn't take her parents' suggestion. She goes to underwater basket weaver, becomes an underwater basket weaver celebrity, and the rest is history. Yep, she took a shot on herself. There you go. And I feel like that's what Le'Veon is doing here. He took a shot on himself. He decided not to to play at all. The fourteen five that he missed is a situation where you never know how that would have turned out. And now you just move on from the 35 and being that he's just moving on strictly from the 35. I don't see that as too much of a loss. Right.
1: And if you look, and like you said, if you look at it just based on a contract or based on money, he he he's lost. But if you look at it, we don't like the other variables. We don't know how the usage trade would have been. We don't know this. We don't, we wouldn't know the other factors. It's
0: always injuries that people are worried about yeah, with absolutely. the franchise tag. Yep. It's never the money because the money is pretty decent is, but it's the money versus your big payday right and in the nfl you don't have a ton of big paydays, so you definitely want to try to maximize those all right so we'll see what happens there we'll see how all that pans out it's definitely proven to be a very exciting free agent season this is a regin atl eugene morton we can get into our subject that is a testy one here as of late because it our team did not do very good last year. And speaking of free agency moves as well, this is or lack thereof. What is going on here with the Falcons?
1: Well, I'm going to give you some, you know, some even more bad news. So no, no. the Falcons have 32 roster spots to fill mm-hmm. and the GM says he's finished with within the free agent market. Good news is we do have nine picks in the upcoming NFL draft. So <laughs> uh, can we do that one more time, please? Yes, so our our great GM, mm-hmm. you know, has thirty two roster. Mr. Spots Dimitrov to, has thirty two spots to fill.
0: He has thirty two. Okay, mm-hmm. so thirty two. He spot. has thirty two spots to fill. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, that's the part I had to make sure that I I didn't I didn't think I was I, was, I didn't think I was hearing that right. Yep. So those that's what we have to fill.
1: Yep. And says he's finished with in the free agent market.
0: With thirty, so you finished in the free agent market with thirty two spots to fill
1: the falcons, yeah half half thirty two spots to fill, and the gm says he's finished with within the free agent market, okay, so it sounds like he's gonna use he's gonna try to address these issues through the draft through the through the draft, and then he's gonna resigning. re-signing. so hmm. we do have nine draft picks in the upcoming draft, so so that
0: means we just gotta resign twenty three players
1: right. Exactly. So I guess I guess we can talk about what they did right. They hit key defense. They hit key defensive tackle, Gary Jarrett, with the franchise tag. So Grady and, Jarrett got franchise right? tag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brought in veterans Do you, James do you know Carpenter. what that tag is, by chance? Is it right there? Is it accessible? I don't have it right okay. in front of me. James Carpenter and James Brown to compete with Brandon on the Pride Butcher's last name, Fusco and Wes I'm not even going to try his last name and Wes Shirk Schweitzer and Sean Harlow Schweitzer Schweitzer yeah so yeah so we brought in some on the Deacons <laughs> side there <laughs> and here's where and here's when they went wrong we've lost Robert Alford so that so, was where they went right that's With where those, they see we went right what in the
0: world is going <laughs> Eugene this show should be over I don't <laughs> know why we did this subject
1: uh, uh, let this is good this is good really good this gets me pissed off they lost Robert Alford as well as Bruce Irvin Brooks Reed and this really pisses me off. I, Brian Poole. I love Brian, Brian Poole, Poole went to the Jets. I think I know, and and the, uh, I don't know if you ever saw this, but Tevin Coleman went to the went to the Niners. I did see that.
0: I, I knew the Coleman. Si- the the reason the Coleman situation didn't tear me up is because I saw
1: that coming. Yeah. So, there we go. But we do have, like mm. I said, we do our, our draft picks look pretty good. So, oh man, I
0: don't know. I don't know, like whenever a team is not making a, if you're a solid team like the Patriots, then it doesn't matter what moves you make. Right. Because the Patriots have been able to maintain a certain status quo and be competitive every year. Mm -hmm. We haven't had the same luck here. No. To be able to just maintain a status quo. Like we either got to get better or we're getting worse. Yeah. In my opinion. So. I do trust Dimitrov. I like him as a GM because of his tenure here at the Falcons has been pretty good. If you look at his overall yeah. tenure here at yeah. the Falcons, he's, he's been pretty good. I don't know if anybody gets a lifetime contract, no matter who how good you are right. in these sports, You know, be it GMs and stuff like that, right. coaches. So we'll see what happens. The draft, maybe I'm not watching enough college football, but I don't really see... Game changing talent there, after maybe the first few picks, you know. Well, we it's a very who, defensive who heavy pick.
1: draft this year. Okay, so even so, do you feel like we're gonna go all defense
0: in? I'll go all in on oh,
1: defense. I, we we got to. because because I don't think we had enough defensive help last year. We did not. I mean, I feel like we've got we've got at least at least those first couple picks have got to be defensive oriented. Right. Okay. So
0: that, and we all know those defense picks aren't are not the sexy picks there. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope because I'm a Falcons fan and you know how this goes. Yeah. Hope springs eternal this time of year for any fan of their team. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we're going to be, we're going to make all the right moves. I'm going to trust what's going on here and just wait to see what the team looks like. Come uh August. No, in September when that actual league actually starts. But August, we should should be getting to some uh, pre-season games. And then September is going to be the real tell of the tape. So come September, I'll see what the roster actually looks like. The next exciting thing is going to be the draft. And we do have this new Julio deal that's on the table. That's uh, supposedly four to five year contract extension. 20 million year average. Reportedly at 50 to 60 million in new guarantees. I don't think that contract is set yet, but that's what's out there. He is 30 now. He turned 30 in February. And that contract should take him to 34, 35. His last contract, he's still coming off that 2015 contract. And I think that got worked not too long, reworked not too long ago. Right. Now it's getting reworked again, and this should put him at the highest paid receiver. What
1: are your thoughts on that? I mean, like I said, you've you can. You, we're always going to have the argument: who's the better, who's the better wide receiver, him or Antonio Brown? You can. I love having that conversation. And so let's go. Wait, you have Julio stats right there? Do we go over Julio's I stats? I had them. I do not have Julio stats because I did not. realize we we're going to talk about Julio, but I do. I have Antonio Brown's stats. All right, so
0: go over there and I'll pull up Julio's stats. Why okay,
1: are you doing that?
0: Because I think Antonio's stats were the touch pretty jumps, good. Yeah.
1: So if we're you want to do. Talk about career or career? no, let's not go career. Let's just do last year. Last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So last year, uh, he P- played 15 games. He had 104 catches for 1297 and 15 touchdowns.
0: Okay. So he played 15 games, right? Yep. Uh, you said 104 receptions. Yep. Receptions. Mm-hmm. 15 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns. Okay. And with him landing in with the Raiders, you said you like that move. Oh yeah, Well you just didn't like it as much as the OBJ move. But you didn't dislike the move. Yeah, so. I didn't
1: dislike it because I mean the Steelers gave up nothing. They gave up a third and fifth round pick for him. You mean the Raiders? Raiders gave up. I'm nothing. sorry. Yes, sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. The Raiders gave up.
0: They gave the third and fifth to get Antonio there, mm-hmm. and they got um, they're getting a solid, solid player, arguably the best wide receiver in the game. This year. Julio is at or this past year, I should say, 113 on the receptions, 1677 on the yards, um, eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. And I think that he played all 16 he games. Play, he did play all 16 which games, which is solid. Solid. I will always when I'm looking at these conversations between Julio and between Julio and Antonio Brown, I'm always looking at maybe like the last three, four years. Right. Okay. Um, age wise is not much difference in age. Like they are like, they're both older than OBJ. So that's a difference in age. And you yep. can factor that into monetary discussions. Right. Cause he can give you possibly give you more when it comes to like the actual on the field play. Antonio Brown consistently catches over a hundred balls. Yeah. Okay. Consistently. And I would say with Julio, Over the last three to four years, he's caught over 100 balls twice. He had 2015 at 136, and that was a great year. And this year, he had 113. Last year, was 88. The year before, was 83. But Antonio Brown's consistently catching over 100. I think that the size of Julio gives him an advantage. You know, he's 6'3". Versus a shorter Antonio Brown, but Antonio Brown seems to be able to find his way into the end zone a lot more consistently than Julio does. Right. Julio had three touchdowns last year and or the year before last, and six touchdowns the year before that. And I think that Antonio Brown's cons- consistently delivering double-digit touchdown receptions. Um, I would say he should be the highest paid because he's being paid after Antonio Brown. If there's any, I would say it for that reason only. Right, I do feel like he should deserve to be the highest paid receiver because he's getting paid after Antonio Brown, and it puts him more where he should be. He should be in the top two or three paid receivers. Yeah, because he's a easily. beast.
1: It's a and it's a different receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown is like he catches the ball and he he he's a he can fly.
0: And also, let's put this in there too. And this is not just being being a homer. Let's also put in the fact that Julio is no distraction ever to the team. None. Zero, even, even Zero when, distraction.
1: Even when the contract discussion came up next last year, mm-hmm. uh it was it was still muted. It wasn't like I'm not going on the field and playing type of thing. Right. It's like, trade me now. So no, I, I I've I've always loved him and he's he's a joy to watch. If he's on the board for fantasy football, I'm taking him. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> he's gonna get you to yards. Yeah.
1: He's gonna get you yardage.
0: Okay. So the Julio situation gets the Eugene thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, why yeah, not? I'll give it a thumbs up to that as well. And the
1: Falcons' lack of moves also gets Eugene's thumbs up. Oh God, no. <laughs> well, and here's a, and here's and you can in this. So this is a difference I think when Dan Quinn was with Seattle versus now when he was with Seattle, they didn't have to shell out the mud, the big money contract to um, Russell Wilson. He was on rookie. He was on that rookie contract, mm-hmm. so they could. And Russell, has he been paid yet? He's gotten paid yet. So
0: when he when he? I heard that he's due to be paid again. It might go over Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, that's what I keep hearing too. So. Okay, we'll see that when so it comes. So again, out. so that so that's another thing. So that's another reason why they need to just draft a whole bunch of defensive guys because we don't have. We may not be able to get that Legion of Doom, but we need to just have guys that we can just work in and out of the the lineup. You know, we're getting out of the yeah, roster as far as depth as far as depth and during the games, you know, have a third round package, have a third, second round package, you know, who for all these have those guys ready in the sideline. You saw it with the um, I mean, I know we're not going to be the Patriots, but the Patriots did that phenomenal job against the Rams in the in Super Bowl. And you just saw them bringing guys in and out, in and out. That's what we need to be doing because we can't afford fresh to, legs on the field. Right. If we can't afford to the, the top defensive tier guys, let's draft a ton of them you know, free sign who we want to resign. And like I said, keep bringing fresh guys in fresh guys out.
0: Well, we'll leave it there. We'll get back to the Falcons here in the upcoming draft. And if any other news comes down, we'll definitely bring it back to you. This is Reggie ATL sports talk. Eugene Morton. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, radio and Google play. See you next time.